Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. 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 Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anthony and Todd show. I'm your host Trevor and I'm Vincent. And today we got a very 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 special episode for you all today. Uh if you have been uh rocking with us for a couple of years now, our very first episode of our reboot of the Anthony and Todd show featured an interview with prolific Philadelphia MC Darko the Super. Uh we met him on Twitter. Very oddball character in the in the music world and the rap world and quickly rocketed his way to the uh to some of our favorite artists or one of our favorite artists that is uh, making music right now he's just put out a whole slew of incredible albums uh his his uh, great white buffalo record from last year cracked our top 10 as well as his um there's a horse in the hospital from 2020 just just a ton of great songs and great releases from him. Well, guess what, guys? We've got another one coming out. It's called uh, You Gotta Have Friends, and it's with another incredible MC uh, from Baltimore, Hype Keach. Um, he is a, a producer and an MC from the Baltimore area, and he also joins us today for this interview. So it's a dual interview with Darko the Super and Hype Keach to discuss uh, some of uh, what Darko has been doing in uh, the two years since we've interviewed him a little bit about Great White Buffalo. Uh, we're talking to Hyde about his musical beginnings and what his career has been like, as well as this new album, You Gotta Have Friends, which comes out on March 4th. Coincidentally, a Bandcamp Friday. Uh, Vincent will take us into our first song from that record. Yeah, so to get you ready for this interview, you might want to know a little bit about the artist. So here's their latest single from the album, Superstar. You're listening to it right now on The Anthony and Todd Show. And just when you thought it was over, I come out swinging a leotards. Kung Fu master and a super soldier Making it look good Baby, I'm a superstar Just when you thought it was over I come out swinging in leotards Kung Fu master and a super soldier Making it look good Baby, I'm a superstar Kids these days ain't got no ambition he wasn't with me frying bologna in the kitchen Homie, listen your face says you gone fishing I'm on a mission, cow tipping, you're double dipping I'm bubble popping, catch me on the scene Frackin', lean back, the meanest green stacks Cheesecake wrappers once your brain splattered Mine too, for that matter, it's a spice of life The single cell amoeba splice Throwing rice over my shoulder The weight of the world is over, calculate I'm trying to get paid and palpitate Calcium helps as reflux Catches on the B-side from the redux America, you need us. And just when you thought it was over, I come out swinging a leotards. Kung Fu master and a super soldier, making it look good. Baby, I'm a superstar. And just when you thought it was over, I come out swinging a leotards. Kung Fu master and a super soldier, making it look good. Baby, I'm a superstar. Shakes all the waves, digging up the glowing diamond at the populace craze. Stutter step a secret weapon, flip the records of days. Tricks of the trade, take the secret with us into the graves. In the days, in the park by the band shell. Seeing stars, got the bars locked back of the hand well. Me and Ev decked out at the grand bell. Now hold tight for the Cessna to Shandell. Hers archers study all you creeps and make a flick. Clear the way for Donnie Dark and I to represent the click. Nix the clowns clogging up the pipes and causing all the grief. For the ones that cut loose and hold true to the beliefs. Peace. It's too late. 
go for it. And we are here live right now with Dark of the Super and Height Keach. You just heard their song Superstar from their new album, You Gotta Have Friends, coming out March 4th. You can pre-order the album right now at heightkeach.bandcamp.com. And without any further ado, Height, Darko, how are you today? Doing good. You want to redo that or is that good? You go, rolling with it. I'll just roll with it. I cut yeah, out my so that, that absolutely sucked. You should redo it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Amazing. Take two. Oh, I'm like, doing fantastic. How are you doing? <laughs> apparently bad because apparently you can't intro shit. No, that's good. No, I'm just creating a creating a dialogue here. It's a dialogue. It's things off. Back and things forth. going. Come on. Come on. Oh, I, it's okay. Your feelings can't be hurt because it's just a dialogue. <laughs> Amazing. I guess where would we start? Um, uh, how did you How did you guys meet in the first place? We met. Because I got to see Hellhole Store perform in Baltimore in maybe like 2016 or something like that. Is, does that sound right, Darko? Uh, you know, the years fly, my man. Let's go with that. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, but, but I got to see Hellhole Store and I thought it was incredible. I already knew I Alive and then like the two of them come up and... The track that really blew me away immediately was one where he's rapping over the uh, calisthenics theme from uh, the Carrie soundtrack. <laughs> and <laughs> and yes. if anyone wants to look that up and hear what it sounds like, it was it was super amazing to hear somebody rap over that. And he's doing these fast raps, running all around, and <laughs> and I I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and I loved it, and that's how we met. Know what I couldn't believe I was seeing? Guy in a mask, <laughs> in, the, in the skull mask, at That's the wind right. space. Twin Peaks going on, and then this guy with the, and he's got the guy with the mask on just standing there. He was like a security on, on the stage or something, <laughs> just in case. And then he was, you know, had to do a bid the next day. I don't know. God bless that guy. Hope he's doing well. I know him, and he is. But um... Wonderful. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, yeah, Darko was was very taken aback by it. yeah this dude in a mask got on stage and he said he said like all right let's turn up I'm going to jail tomorrow baby. <laughs> it doesn't sound like he was doing very good. Oh, back then. oh, spirit! It was spirit Halloween in that place. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, uh, Darko. Speaking of Hellhole Store, uh, new well not new. Uh, Hellhole Store 3 is out on streaming now. Uh, why did that take so long? Come on, man. Uh, well, first got turned down, you know. I'll give you a little little insight on um, streaming services. Serv- services. They didn't uh, they didn't believe we knew Open Mike Eagle. So we had to we had to um, sort of confirm his existence by having him message DistroKid on Twitter confirming that he is, in fact, on this album, and I did trade him an Xbox One to feature on it. Is that an actual fact? Actual factual. Wow. But, uh, uh, but, uh, he didn't, uh, he probably didn't get around to it, and, you know, I just never went through, even though we released a single already that had him on it, and I even told them that. They were like, oh, but mistakes happen. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) And, uh, you know, so, yeah, so that's why I didn't go up. You know, don't blame me. Blame the man. Yeah, so, but I've been, like, you know, I think Spotify sucks, but then Count Basti, you know, I get his newsletters, and he sent this really uh, enlightening um, newsletter about his thoughts on Spotify and everything, and, you know, just changed my mind, so I'm like, all right, let me put some stuff up there and on streaming services and, and whatnot. So, yeah, so I put it up. And we're we're getting ready for the the fourth one. You know, we've been working on it. I was ah, supposed yes. to record some songs yesterday, but you know, just just lazy, man. I've been playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, watching mm. Batwoman. You know, I I don't got time for that. No, busy. I got day. time to make music. <laughs> when uh, when are we looking at that fourth album coming out? I'm I'm highly anticipating it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll send you some demos. We got the oh, demos excellent. in the works. Yeah, so yeah, it's coming together. It's coming together. It's obviously our best work yet, you know. And um, I'm hoping we covered John Lennon on this. We got a we got a solid intro of me doing a doing a bit that I'm at an ice skating rink, <laughs> and 
you know, it's got H E double hockey sticks. Right. So, so let me let me let me paint the picture for you on the intro. Okay. It's like it's uh it's to all the girls by um Paul's boutique. It's my it's my rendition of that in a way. Even though I did that too, but this is like, you know, we got the Zappa um soul song going and I come in like I was riding in on a Zamboni. That's when I spotted you, you know, tying up your <laughs> tying up your ice skates. I was in the cafeteria. French fries with so much ketchup. And then Donnie's in the back like, so much ketchup. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, you know, so I'm coming in. And then I'm like, that's when a portal to hell opened up. The hell hole. And then, oh, and then madness happens. He's got, oh, Donnie has like a million pedals now. He's playing guitar and shit. So, uh, yeah, I think it came out great, man. And once you hear it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like I know, I know what you're describing is true, but for some reason, my brain can't comprehend like what's happening. <laughs> like it just doesn't add up. We're at the yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cosmic gumbo. It moves to the beat of jazz. I cannot wait for this album to come out. <laughs> I'm really selling you on it, huh? You really? But, are. Uh, I was already excited anyway, but now uh, I'm we got this. We got so. this one song called "Never on a Bus," and it's like. Um, Smells like piss because they piss on it, you know? Because people be pissing on the bus, man. You know, that's why it smells like that. Actual factual. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just, I don't have a response for that. Let's talk about this You Gotta Have Friends here coming out. Why specifically was this a, a Cold Rhymes release versus a uh, You Don't Deserve This Beautiful Art release? You want me to take this one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... Uh, you know, I, I like gave up on the label a bit, you know, and I did this going out of business sale and it actually went so well that I'm going back into business, you know, it was, it was really, uh, really inspiring and people supporting it. So, so, uh, so much. I had no idea, you know, I had no idea. So that people, <laughs> I had no idea people cared, but, uh, it seems like they did and they do. And, um, but yeah, you know, heights the, uh, general here in the, in the cold rhymes <laughs> army, you know, and don't, and we got audio recon on the on the uh, on the case too, you know, on the vinyl. And uh, yeah, I, this is this has been a blessing to me because I don't have to come up with the posts and everything that goes goes involved with running a label and promoting albums. All I got to do is hit retweet and share in my story. <laughs> you know, right. so it's been wonderful. Um, it really has. This has been a beautiful experience so far. I'm just loving it. Just loving it. Same here, same here. So did this start out as an album? Like, was it always intended, or did you guys just, like, make a bunch of songs, and then at some point it was like, we have so many songs, they all fit? Well, no, I think it's always been an album. He sent me beats for an album, you know? We were going to do do a follow-up. You know, at first it was just going to be me on the beats, but then then it uh, switched gears, and he got all, on them on too. Yeah, yeah, and it, I feel like it took me a while, like... Um, I, I, I've been telling Darko this, but like, like a lot, like a lot of my music I've made over the past, like 10 years or so, it's not really that like rap focused at all, or it's not, or at least not like modern rap. You know what I mean? Like, and and like, I don't know. I feel like I felt super nervous at first, almost like me trying to rhyme on it. Is it like, I'm trying, I'm like standing still and then I'm like jumping into like the double dutch. D- double dutch like <laughs> jump rope line with you know like like i was like can i do it and but i i don't know i feel like i'm like super super happy with what we came up with like like i feel like like working with darko on this like it just like unlocked a lot of stuff for me that that i didn't know was there or something like that that's really exciting then it's like uh the the label was revitalized and your confidence i guess was revitalized it just a lot of good things going around in this community huh yeah you're right you're absolutely right uh hi i feel like your sound has just really been ever changing across the entirety of your career like no album sounds similar to another album that you've put out do you feel like um you've kind of settled on a sound now like are you are you good with how you sound now or are you still like wanting to change well, I, I got to tell you, this this project has, like, really changed, like, what I think about, like, going forward, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think for, like, a lot of years, I was just thinking about, like, how much stuff can I strip away from this? Like, like from my own music, I'm like, 
I'm like, okay, I don't, it's like rap. There's like beats and rap. So I don't want it to sound like other like contemporary stuff that's out. And like, I'm not, I'm not trying to become a singer, but I'm like, how much can I remove and, and still do it? You know, for whatever reason, that's been like my, my mission or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like working on this, I'm like, oh, I think I was thinking about it wrong. Not, not wrong. Like I'm happy with the stuff I've done, but I'm like, it, it's kind of, I guess it's like moving forward. It's kind of like opened me up to like, maybe like a less black and white idea of like, what's what it is versus what it isn't if that if that makes any sense yeah yeah i I think so like you're finally becoming more um comfortable i guess with the sound that you're making yeah 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 that that's part of it and just and just like i don't know sounds like there's a bit of acceptance going into it as well yeah and i think i think not like i think i'm learning to not make my decisions as almost like a defense mechanism (laughs) <laughs> if that makes any sense yeah, my okay. musical decisions okay like like i think i made so much of my music when i was younger based on playing these horrible shows where like it's like 10 guys that all sound like atmosphere or something <laughs> and, and like <laughs> yes i like i know the type of show <laughs> yeah and and me being like how can i be the exact opposite of whatever this is or something but I, but I think I lost something in that process. I'm starting to feel now of, of like I think I got rid of too much or, or something, and I feel like now now I'm like just this has made me just kind of like open up to some different ways of looking at it or something. I see. So is this kind of like a, a soft reboot for you then? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think that this album for both of you is a good jumping off point for new fans? I hope so. Uh, why not? They can jump off the cliff anytime they want, baby. We're just here to catch them. Just give them a nice little landing zone into into the ocean of dark with the super. I literally never know what you're gonna say. <laughs> Any question I ask, I never know what the answer. Neither is do I. Be. Okay. But yeah, would this be a good jumping off point? Well, it depends on where you want to land. It depends on where you want to go. You know, if you want to fly south, you know, don't you don't see you don't see. Uh, ducks taking elevators to fly south, you know, take off from the ground first. Right. You know, see, flap your wings, you know, jump up, see where you're going. I say that to say this. Mm. Yes, I I do believe so. (laughs) I concur. Those are all fair statements. (laughs) I just, you wiggled around in a circular motion just to get back to where you started. Just like full circular. That's emotion. what that's what life is. That's, you know, that's how it it's goes. a snake eating its tail, uh, going mm. over and over again. Yeah. Uh, was this whole project recorded in person? No. I, I would say none, none of, it, of it. None of it was, but the music videos. Yeah. Were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, that we did those thing. in person. Very good. We sort of had to. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. <laughs> guess you're right. Uh, what What are some of the locations that you guys were in for that? Uh, Arms Bend Back music video. Uh, most of that was all near my house, which is, it, that's <laughs> all around like the Hamden area. Okay. Um, and also around like uh, Druid Hill Park, which is a, a crazy, uh, super old park with a lot of weird stuff in it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it was, it was almost all around there. And also uh, the campus of Johns Hopkins, which is not far oh, from yes. my house. Nice, yeah, it was just a really cool backdrop, I thought, like a lot of really neat locations you guys were in. Oh, thank, thanks so much. That, that comes from Thank just... you to our location scout. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, it just comes from these walks and just like taking pictures. Just and seeing like, stuff. Maybe something yeah. there, maybe something there. Okay. Uh, why is this album called You Gotta Have Friends? I mean, that's obviously a true statement. You do gotta have friends, but uh, true. why that as the title? Um, you know, that we took, well, I took it from a Buzzy Linhart song and, um, it meant a lot to me. Uh, you gotta have friends. I just thought, and you know, as a collaborative project and yeah, it just felt right. I did, I did a song called you gotta have friends, the, the closing track. And, you know, I like, uh, I like that as the title track and, you know, sort of tied things together. It's a very, uh, buddy, buddy comedy esque album, you know, and then it, hits you with the closer of oh there's a deeper meaning to this you know you gotta you gotta have friends in the end and um i think that's all that's all you could really hope for in life is to have friends and love (laughs) 
One love. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Darker, I feel like you've been a lot more vulnerable and personal on some of your more like recent music. I'm thinking specifically like oh, thank Love you. War, uh, some some cuts off of Great White Buffalo, and then specifically uh, the closing track off of this. Do you feel like that's uh, difficult for you to open up? Like, how have you dealt with with that recently on your on your music? Um, you know, I've always been able to take uh, you know real life occurrences and ter- you know write about them. Most of my songs are true stories to an extent, and uh, you know, except for uh, when the aliens kill our parents, that that didn't happen. What? Yet. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but I, I've always been like that. Every everything that that happens in my life, I'm able to write a story about it through song. You know, MCP pants. That's a true story. I had to. I went to Taco Bell with a girl. I drank too much Baja Blast. You pissed your pants, and then you missed your favorite band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to see Slaves at the Kung Fu Necktie. This this punk band I love. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and. I just, I couldn't find a parking spot. It, Philly sucks for, well, I'm, I also can't parallel park, but I couldn't find anything. I'm racing around. It's happening. I can't hold it anymore. I can't hold it in any longer. <laughs> I call Donnie. I say, you're not going to believe this. And um, yeah, so he couldn't go to the show either. Um, it was a real bummer. But, um, you know, I just, I go through a lot in life, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, I did write a song another song called Comfort Food on Car Tricks for Dogs. Mm-hmm. And that was also um, about my struggles with, you know, my eating. And, you know, I just, I eat a lot. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I give the listeners a little insight. I am seeing a gastroenterologist now. And I've finally got health insurance, so I could do that. And, you know, I'm hoping to turn my life around. I'm no longer eating fast food. So, Godspeed. Nice. Well, I guess McDonald's girl is kind of null and void then. No, it's, well, yeah, McDonald's sent me to the hospital. I'll, you know, give you that little, yeah, n- night before Thanksgiving, I drank too much Dr. Pepper, too many Big Macs. I went to the hospital. I couldn't breathe. Um, I have, you know, my acid reflux is so terrible. Um, well, that's enough about that. But uh, you got to have friends. It's, you know, that was, I... I'll get serious for a minute. And I lost a great friend of mine and my fa- and my father-in-law and, uh, you know, it just changed my life in the worst possible way. And also, but, you know, I feel like, you know, it made me, it made me reevaluate life in its whole new way. You know, and I've been able to grow and right through my, you know, pain and, and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I do find it easy to um, write about these these situations, and um, it's the only way I'm, you know, I haven't haven't been to a therapist in a while. It's the only way I could uh, talk this stuff out is through writing, um, you know, my bogus poetry, and it's my way to honor um, them. You know, the the first verse is about Buzzy Linhart, who also passed away, mm-hmm. and who I love, and. Yeah, so I just I I need to do it. I have a I have a f- feverish need to create. You know, zombies crave brains. I crave writing lyrics, among other things. Very good. Thank you for uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for opening up like that. Oh, you got it. That's a that's an Anthony and Todd exclusive. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I wouldn't do that anywhere, anywhere else besides you guys. We're really thank you. <laughs> thank you. Sure. Well, it's not like many other podcasts are asking me to be on, but you should still you should still feel grateful. <laughs> you know, I, I was listening to our first interview the other day. Uh, it's been about oh yeah, it's been about two years since that last interview, and around that time you were about to drop. Never mind. We had just gotten into your music through Card Tricks for Dogs, and uh, Devil Defeated had just dropped. That it just feels like forever ago, but also like the shortest period of time. It feels like just yesterday. How has your life changed since then? <laughs> well, I touched on that. My exactly. whole life changed yes. completely. Um, you know, uh, the worst thing that's ever happened in my life happened. And, you know, I had to deal with that. And I've, you know, as far as 
I'm uh, today, today, right this moment, I'm in such a better place. I have this great job. I'm living on my own with my fiance. We're getting married, and oh, and congratulations know, just, to that as well. That's, that's oh, super thank exciting. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just so grateful that um, that we got through everything, and you know, I still you know grieve and mourn every day. But you know, even just uh, last weekend, I do this sort of basketball clinic for for children and um the one the one uh the one kid kept calling me by uh by Laura's dad's name and uh just broke my heart and you know so I just I don't know how but we were able to put our best foot forward here and you know I do it all in honor of of Peter I always try and think you know I just think we would we made him so proud here on our on our own and you know, doing our doing our thing here in North Plainfield. So, yeah. So life has changed completely. I got a I got a job I like. I'm no longer struggling as far as you know finances and and music. Always trying to always trying to release things and come up with the next scheme. And you know, it's just it, it, running a label became such a grind. I was tired of helping other people who could ca- really care less and think I was doing it wrong. And you know, so I was so done with that. I had a you know, not not only was I dealing with so much uh, personal issues in the industry as far as Diggers Factory and these, you know, these people just sort of doing us wrong this whole time. You know, I've I went through so many ups and downs as like, oh, wow, this is going to be a life changing experience for like positive, you know, wise. I thought it was going to be for the best. Mm-hmm. And then um turns out that, you know, these companies just really screwed us over and you know it's just I just I lost a lot I just lost a lot of deep depression um somehow you know I look at you know where we're at now and I just can't believe it so yeah I'm a, I'm a completely different person than when when I was last on the show yeah it really seems like you're in in such a better place now in in your music and things that you post and I don't, just the way that you uh, carry yourself and present yourself to the public. It really seems like you're in, in such a, a happier place. And it's, it's been honest, oh, honestly, you. it's been awesome to see. Um, yeah. You guys, you guys really mean a lot to me when you, you said, you know, just what you say on your podcast and, and online, like, uh, you know, your best of 2021 and call me like the new Bismarck key, like a clown prince of hip hop, <laughs> all these wonderful things you said. No, I'm, I'm serious. It means the world to me. Um, and I just really appreciate that a lot. Like, you know, when I was gave up on, on the label and then seeing so many people, well, it's also maybe they like a good sale, you know, 75% off. <laughs> Who doesn't, like, right? <laughs> oh, cleaning, cleaning house here. But yeah, everyone likes a good deal. So but yeah, I just I just wanted to let you know that that anytime I see that I'm it you know it really changes my day. It really makes my day, man. When you're like he's a clown prince of hip hop, and you know everything I strive for, you know I feel like I could be today's Prince Paul and things like that, you know. Well, thank you. It it, it feels like a culmination of everything I've worked towards, you know my my whole not whole life, but past. 10 years of being a musician. Right, right. Well, thank you. And, yeah. and speaking of that uh, culmination, Great White Buffalo uh, from, from last year. What an incredible record. If you have been riding with us for a little while, you know that that cracked our, our top 10 of last year. Just an, an amazing record. Do you feel like that's your magnum opus so far? Like, will you ever top Great White Buffalo? Or is that was that like the pie in the sky that you just reached? You know, I think Great White Buffalo, uh, I, I, I think I could, you know, I'll make maybe better albums or I'll make, you know, obviously different albums like what I'm working on now I, I love. But Great White Buffalo, you know, unless Dean Freeman comes out with another, you know, catalog I could sample. <laughs> this is like my, this is, I feel like this app, this album could only happen, you know, uh, for me, one, you know, once in a lifetime or whatever um you know until i get like the rights to sample 10 cc or zappa's catalog you know this is this is it you know you get you get these chances very uh you know slimly so you know i thought and i'm even plotting on the next one i think if i did another 
album sampling just one artist, um, I choose Buzzy Linhart, and you know that was that was something I'm I'm thinking on. But yeah, I'm a, yeah I, I love the album. I think it's I think it's great. I don't know. Uh, Magnum Opus, I feel like anytime I release a new album, I'm like, oh, this is my Magnum Opus. You know, but then I start working on the next one, I'm like, yeah, this is my Magnum this Opus. This is the you know? one, right. <laughs> so it's I think I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna every every album will top the next one. That's how I feel. It it'll always be different. You know, I try to evolve each time. So That's fair. But then, you know, lately yeah, lately I've been going back to uh my albums. Um yeah, the Spotify thing. I'm listening to them so I could make a few pennies, you know, <laughs> every now and then I'll, I'll like, you know, let me revisit this. And recently I was listening to, and it's also because people have been coming to me like, oh, I really like, you know, so-and-so album. So I was listening to There's a Horse in the Hospital and I'm like, wow, this is, I love this album, but it sounds terrible. You know, I mixed that on, on a, you know, $30 Guitar Center headphones and it just sounds bad, you know? So I recently did this thing where, I, you know, I talked to Steel Tip Dove and I'm sending him all the, you know, stems with no effects and he's going to, you know, mix and, and master that again. So I th I'm going to do a reissue of that with more tracks. And, you know, I think I think uh, I've rarely gone back and listened to my old, not old material. I mean, that's two years now, but I rarely go back to my older stuff, um, previously released things. I mean, and, you know, I'm just really happy with where I'm at right now, as far as my catalog goes, you know, I, you know, I've always said Watered Down Demon Fuzz was one of the first albums of mine that I actually still like, you know, so basically 2017 till now, uh, these past five years, I've been making, you know, uh, basically all, all music I really love and appreciate that I, that I can make. I don't think of one album being, you know, some sort of oh, this is a career-defining moment. I think of my whole body of work as this is me, this is, this is who I am. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I guess I asked about uh, Great White Buffalo because I know that you've mentioned um, how much Dean's music means to you and and oh, yeah. how, how long it feels like you've been working on this and waiting on it. Like, even in your last interview, you mentioned this album coming out. Oh, okay, I, cool. I got like the the single with McDonald's Girl remix and and the original on there like two years ago, and I'm, yeah, it was 2019. Yeah, yeah. I when I it came out. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I got that. Well, I made that single. I didn't. I didn't have any of the other music made. Right. You know? It just the, seems like it's been yeah. a long time. So it's coming. gonna be like a. Oh, it definitely. Yeah, it definitely has been. Yeah, the, these songs have. Most most albums I put out though, same way you gotta have friends. I mean, we made this. I don't know, we, or at least we started it probably the same time as McDonald's Girl. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, maybe sooner, maybe later. I don't know. But um, fall of twenty nineteen. Oh wow! Oh, see, there you go. So that was actually before this. So that's a little closer. So to, yeah, so um, your original album that you guys did together. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Still feels so so further removed from it then too you know right if it yeah especially if it's like just coming out now it's this has been in the works for a while it, i was gonna ask like what took oh, so yeah, long the, to do a follow-up but honestly there really wasn't that much time <laughs> to make that decision. Well, what I happens we with albums jump man? Around. right yeah yeah i i make i make at least you know five albums at a time and i <laughs> go back between which ones i'm working on and uh yeah so um yeah, and, it, and then one you really focus on for a bit, and then it's all complete, and then you could move forward with it. And it seems, you know, with Bandcamp Friday, that, like, put us into a position where we could sort of go through with putting up a pre-order and um, getting it ready to release for to capitalize on Bandcamp Friday, you know? I feel like those, those things dictate album releases these days, you know? So I'm always working on something, but as far as... Uh, all these albums start, like a year to two in advance and then they come out when when they're ready you know that's just that's how showbiz is that's that's showbiz baby <laughs> that's showbiz for you baby uh hi i've got uh, a couple of questions for you we've we've had darko on the show before so we kind of delved into a little bit of his past on our original interview check that out if you uh, want more darko uh, but but height uh, who won i don't know <laughs> a fool i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> 
Height, uh, some background information, I guess, for you. You've been making music since, what, like 2000? I, I want to go back here for just a second here. Um, it's, it's 2000. You're in your school's computer lab. And you're messing around on, on school computers making beats like all the cool kids do. Did you always picture yourself as a musician? Is this always like the yeah. path that you were going to go down, you thought? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I had a group um, called Wounds mm-hmm. in the, in the like, late 90s. And, yeah, that was us, like, yeah, making these beats on these ridiculous MIDI programs, but also, like, um, I, I guess it's the 404 that's out now. There was some kind of 303 <laughs> sampler that was out at that time that, that we were, like, making beats on a lot. And then, yeah, like, I think me and my group of friends, like, always had an idea of, like, this is what we're trying to do, you know? And, um, and, and a lot of them are still going as well. Like, uh, like my man Shields is still making beats and everything. So, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I think I was the one of the crew that was more like trying to push things in like a touring direction Mm -hmm. and like, um, and kind of like wanting to constantly release stuff and stuff. And that's how I ended up being like solo, you know? Right. And yeah, we talked about that a little earlier about like, um, I guess kind of coming into your own as a as a rapper. Did you always picture yourself more as like a beat maker? Did you ever think that you'd be like an MC? It, it's it's so weird, but I only I was the dude in the crew that like hardly knew how to make beats at all for like a long time, mm-hmm. and I was like somehow I just fell in the role of like my job is like rapping plus like putting these sets together and like you, you know like booking shows and stuff like so you're that. like the mc by default and, and, <laughs> yeah and it kind of it kind of like kept it kind of like kept like that for a long time into my solo albums like i wasn't it, like it took me a long time to be good at making beats and but then at some somehow that became like what i felt was like my strong suit or something like way later on you know so you, I know that you mentioned like straight out of Compton and, and licensed to ill in your, in your bio about being inspirations to you as a kid, but then you kind of moved on to uh, blowout comb or uh, some Wu Tang releases. Like why did you gravitate more towards those releases versus what you originally had, had gone with? Oh, I mean, I, I still, you know, I love all of that stuff, but I guess. Oh yeah, sure. Particular... They're all incredible for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, there, there's definitely something where as like a, like nerd dude, like, you know, I, I, you don't really like as much as like Ice Cube is like one of my favorite rappers, like of all time. I, I wouldn't say I like see myself in Ice Cube or something. You, you, you know what I mean? just stole the thoughts like, right out of my brain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, Blowout Comb, yeah, that's that's like to this day one of like the greatest rap albums ever I think and like and like I I don't know something about the experience of just like hearing that music for the first time everything the beats the rhymes just the what they're even the stuff they're alluding to and the subject matter and everything that was sort of something like I think we all kind of had this idea of like, oh, maybe someday we can, you know, we can do something like this. You know, so it's like they were they were speaking to you. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, it kind of seems like your career was getting started, or or you know, starting to kind of take off, maybe like ten years before big uh, internet based acts like Run the Jewels or like Danny Brown took off. Did you ever imagine something like that would be possible on the internet? Like, was that ever something that crossed your mind? <laughs> no, it, I, you know, I've thought about that before. Like, if I could take myself back, if I could interview me, like, if I could interview, like, 1999 me mm-hmm. and be like, what is the Internet? <laughs> like, I, I don't know, like, what I would, if my answer would make any sense or or if I, I would even understand, like, what it would turn into or what it would be. You know what I mean? And, and that's, like, I mean, that's something that's so cool like i've learned so much 
like linking up with Darko and like like because I feel like he's just more like in tune with like a newer way of thinking about things which which I feel like comes from like the internet's kind of been here the whole time for for him or so you know because of our like age difference and like like I guess like I, I I don't know I I think I missed a lot of like I guess like opportunities or like or or like truly you know truly understanding like what would be possible from there being the internet if that makes sense yeah it's just like uh your career kind of fell into a kind of a weird place i guess like not totally uh analog based but also not uh completely in the digital world either like it uh vincent and i were listening to the uh your old drew record time from last year and he was mentioning on please listen to my Jew tape about like kind of missing out on a lot of these opportunities. And I think he fell at like a, a kind of similar time. Like now the internet can be so oversaturated with artists or TikTok stars that are making it onto the radio. Now, like it's, it's kind of a weird place to be. Would you agree? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's like, that's a, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I remember even like when MySpace started or something being like, okay, okay, 3,000 people have listened to this song I put on here. But like not, I, I just remember I didn't feel excited about it as other people did or something. Yeah, it's like, just looking at numbers on a screen. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, am I ever going to see these 3,000 people if I'm, like, right. <laughs> you know, playing shows or like. Or are they just kind of like passing through? And it, and it's like, I don't know. I get. I guess it's like. I, yeah. I I think. I think. I I don't really have like regrets. Like, like, like for someone to do the music that they want to make, and not become like as famous as like Britney Spears. Like that's that's not surprising. <laughs> like, right. Like it's only in my ego that it's surprising. You, you, you know what I, there's like times where I'm like, what the hell? But like, that, <laughs> I feel like that's only because I'm me. And, and like, so, so I'm not like, Oh, I, everything went wrong or I screwed everything up. But I feel like I definitely like missed like the, some of the like true power of, of, of some of what was coming, like fully understanding, like what was coming, you know, it's hard to have that kind of, foresight i guess like yeah yeah how would you, how would you have known um that, it's interesting that you mentioned like the three thousand people would they come to see me on a tour or would they come to see me at a show uh because it seems like you were very uh tour focused for a long time right right which is it's so it's so weird it's like because i think yeah like i said early on i had the group wounds and like the problem I, I feel like me trying to push us into us being this touring rap group was so like weird in, in like 1999 or something or like, like it just was like, just like it would be like every show there was, was like five emo hardcore bands or something, you know, like, like in every town, right. it seemed like, and, and like, and like, I don't know, we, we always kind of like, and myself solo like we we always had like a foot in like all different genres kind of and like i don't know i thought it was cool to go and like play with rock bands and stuff sometimes like that but it was just like a weird it was just a weird fit sometimes but but i i look at it like it all set everything up for what's happening now mm -hmm. like like no one in my whole world i would know if i hadn't been doing all that this all this whole time Inclu you know including Darko, you know, I, I like, like that's all from going out there and like right, interacting right, meeting with him people. At a show. And, yeah, in like the real world, you know. Right. Uh, when did you start to kind of move away from that mindset, or have you even? Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, man, man, the the pandemic really like I'm I'm like very appreciative for there being a pause to everything despite which sounds horrible no no like no believe almost me a million I, I did people. as well <laughs> yeah yeah it just it just made me be like like it here's what it made me realize i like i've been thinking about it all i like i think when you start touring and stuff 
when you know the least amount of people and the least amount of people are into you and you're at the very beginning point, I think it's like you just want to like go out and do everything you can. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, yeah, if we play 60 shows in 60 days, you know, someone that didn't know us before will know us and be down now. You've got everything to prove, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I've realized that's not the the pandemic has made me realize like i don't i don't want to be there anymore like i i i like i wanted to just be more like a celebration if that makes sense like it's more just like a party of the people that already like what i'm doing than than being like i'm trying to like endlessly like expand this operation somehow you know yeah i kind of see how that goes hand in hand with uh your your sound i guess that you were talking about it's like you've yeah. It's like you've kind of finally uh, just came into your own almost, and have decided yeah, like yeah. I don't need to prove whatever to anybody. Right, right. Uh, but I, you still do the wrap round robin though, correct? Yes. Can you tell us yes. about that a little bit? What what exactly is that? Yeah, well that that was like a style of doing shows, which was like all over the place in Baltimore mm-hmm. for a minute. Um, th- this is like, I'm talking like 2004 or 2005 or something, which I always thought was really cool. And, and um, do you know like like Wham City and Dan Deacon? And, yeah, and yeah. Them? yeah. Cool, cool. Like like the original warehouse that they would have, they would do these things. That, they would just call it like a round robin. And they'd have like 10 stages and just people go around the room doing like one song per act, you know, like I do a song over here, the lights all go out. Someone on the other side of the room does a song like, and you're just kind of like surrounded by music in the audience. That's really cool. Actually. (laughs) It's not at all what I thought this would be. (laughs) Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And like, um, like around like 2007, I started like, making like a rap specific one mm-hmm. um just like locally and um and it's always been really cool it's like a great it's a great show to go to it's like really fun and then um i started like doing that as a touring thing like taking people on tour and like meeting up with locals and and doing that and then um we're gonna start it again soon but we're just like um I mean, it's it's been an internet-only thing. We've been doing, like, virtual versions on Twitch, like, for the past two years, you know? Right, right. Yeah, you mentioned Dan Deacon. You guys have quite a bit of history, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He he was, like, a huge part of, like, my early years of touring. Like, we did a lot of touring together. Do you still uh, keep in touch with him? Definitely. Nice. Definitely. Very good. Yeah, he seems to be doing good. He's doing, like a lot he's really get going in on these movie soundtracks and stuff like that yeah yeah so That's i've really heard cool. <laughs> sounds like he's uh I, I i know for a fact he's got a lot of like really interesting stuff out nowadays his album from like two years ago i thought was an amazing yeah oh absolutely uh what's your favorite place to perform in or what i guess what was like a, a really great venue that you went to over your many years of of touring around Oh, okay. Let me let me think of some. I guess like I I don't know. I'm always like I always love playing in Detroit, and and a lot of that is like um just the kind of like friends and everything that we've we've made out there. The, you know, there's kind of like a Cold Rhymes Detroit branch going on. Okay, yeah. And um and like so so that's always been one of my favorite spots um this is a probably unknown city to you guys because it's very small but kingston ontario is is one of my favorite places to play and sort of the same thing um like my friends bag money live up there and it's always tight to play with them um of course philly always (laughs) fire (laughs) and um you don't have. You don't have to. Lie. Do we have anybody from Philly in the it house? Any, anybody in the audience? <laughs> uh, you talk about cold rhymes a little bit. How did uh, how did that come to be? How did you decide that you wanted to kind of make a make a label and 
call it Cold Rhymes and call it a day, you know? Well, okay. The first Cold Rhymes re- release came out 10 years ago, but it's debatable to me if it counts as a Cold Rhymes release. Okay. Um, <laughs> because I really just put that on the back of the album because the distributor that I was working with was like, you need to have a name on the back of the album, <laughs> um, or like a label name. Right. And, and and that's like how it stayed for like a couple years. Like like there was just like the name on the back of my albums I was putting out. But I to in my mind, it's like um, five years ago was like the beginning of like, we're actually doing it like a roster and, and like have like, you know, regular releases by all kinds of people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so how did Donovan get involved with the label? Uh, I, I can't. I was actually trying to think about that the other day. Like um, he just appeared I, there one day. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up for he work. We can't get him out. I was just like, it is what it is. No, uh, like can't fire him. He's not on the books. <laughs> I, I, I actually met him through one of these. Uh, round rob when the that round robin tour came through Philly and uh, we stayed in touch. He and he had me come and play at uh, one of his record releases, and somehow we just like kept talking about stuff and like like we were both having the same thoughts about like trying to do some kind of label or something. And eventually, like I was like, well, I sort of have a label with this name, and then and then like and then like me, him, and Mister. Uh, from Detroit, we like the three of us kind of like we're like, all right, let's get this going for real, you know. And then it just came to be, and and you and you and Don are the necessary people as well. Uh, yes. You kind of mentioned talking about a, a celebration of the people that already you know kind of rocked with you and knew uh, knew what you were doing. How did you decide who the necessary people were specifically on that on that album? Well. I think for one thing, it was like, it was very interesting to try to try to put something like that together. I think we almost had to think of it like a movie, like where like, I don't know, like, you know, Tom Cruise is like a good actor, but he might not be the right actor for this movie right. or something, you know, like, like, and, and just kind of understand, even with the name, I was like, well, am I telling everybody that's not on the album that they're not necessary? You know, <laughs> and, and like <laughs> the unnecessary people. <laughs> I so I just like I I don't know. We had to be just kind of like what serves the song, and just and and just kind of like reach out to people without like not put people under too much pressure. Like reach out to people carefully. Don't reach out to the wrong people for the wrong song, and and you know try as hard as you can for pe- to for everyone you invited to get it done but also don't force anything you know right like like the one one critique of the album um which i i'm definitely sensitive to is like there's uh only one woman on the entire album with like 40 people or whatever it is mm-hmm. and it's like th- i mean stuff like that it's a little like well I could have tried harder a little bit to like, you know, like, like not that we have to have some like gender quota or something, right. but like make it a little bit like representational, more representational or something. But, but like, um, yeah, but basically that's, that's it is like, just like what serves the song and, you know, and not, and not trying to force anything. It really seemed like you guys had a, a who's who of, that scene, I guess, obviously Darko was on there, but you had guys like uh, Zilla Rocca and uh, Torito, No Sudge, um, people, I mean, then people I didn't even know as well that uh, kind of introduced me to their music. I oh, almost okay. like a, a, I love the cover as well, like kind of a Sergeant Pepper looking thing <laughs> on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's why, by uh, Mike Riley. Oh, does, very good. Uh, the Irregulords series. Yeah, I, 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 I like his style. I like that uh, caricature style he's got going on. Yeah. Uh, Hyde, what uh, other rappers or musicians are you kind of looking at now in the industry? Maybe not necessarily like people that you know, but are, are there people that you look up to, other musicians that you'd want to work with? 
Yeah, that, I mean, I I feel like there's there's so many that that I would be that I would be down with, you know. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think, like somebody new or just somebody that that I'm fired up on currently. Uh, let's do both. A little bit of both. So there's this dude. Um, I don't know if he counts as a rapper either. He's kind of like me in that he's kind of drifted all over the place. Mm-hmm. But um, there's this dude, Danny Pines that um that i'm fucking with that's it's like it sounds insane and maybe it is but i feel like it's almost like adult contemporary country hip-hop or something oh like bubba sparks um, <laughs> you you wouldn't be wrong to, yeah but it's but it's a, a more adult more adult oh so like, like everlast uh, <laughs> I can't do my man like that. Um, <laughs> can't do him dirty I don't know. like that. Oh, I'm just, I'm just messing. No, that yeah, that sounds like a really cool kind of style that maybe we haven't seen enough of. If those yeah. are my two biggest examples. Um, so when I was listening through this album today, I was thinking that you guys had a lot of chemistry in a way that I couldn't really put my finger on, and it's the fact that you're both kind of outsiders in the industry. Darko, I would say you're more of like an outstrider in content while heights more of an outsider in context use it from like the style he's using do you guys hmm. think about that of like how that meshed up well throughout this entire project like how i think heights instrumentals separate the pa- themselves from what like darker's traditional instrumentals would be and hearing darker over them is like a brush of fresh air sure you yeah. know i never thought of that but yeah, I've always felt like an outsider musician. If that, but I think that's different from what you mean. But yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, definitely I think... can see that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, go ahead, Height. What were you no, gonna I, say? I, I guess I felt I felt really good about this one in that. Yes, I, I agree exactly with what you just said, and it's like. I don't know. Like, I feel like we're just at a place where we feel like outsiders, but we're like comfortable outsiders or something. Like, we're yeah. not like. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We need we're, to be the, in or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is great. My great McNasty line where he says, uh, what's he say? Um, I'm on the outside looking in. So if you're on the inside, look out. <laughs> you know, so that's us. We don't get where well, I think I think we're both at a point where we just don't give a damn anymore. You know, yeah, I'm like exactly. a, I'm like an old guy stealing grapes. I just, you know, and oranges. That's me. <laughs> I'm like knocking over the cereal boxes. I'm so elderly, you can't tell me anything. Uh, so we're actually going to close out this interview, and we're going to play uh, a song to close out. My arms men back. Do you guys want to tell the audience about the song? Any important facts sure. about it? Um, you know, it's a reference to Twin Peaks. Only the, only the chorus. You know, I just, uh, you know, I just wanted to, I just like saying cool stuff sometimes, you know? So I thought, uh, my arms spin back. My arms. In the my Black arms. Lodge. <laughs> my arms spin back, drive a white Dodge, you know? A white Dodge is definitely like something Serengeti would say, you know? I feel like Serengeti is always rapping about stuff I want to, I want to rap about, you know? Like, uh, you know, I feel like he's an everyday man, you know, in, in his songs, um, He's always talking about divorces and driving a Dodge and getting ice and bratwurst and you know I just I just love it I just love it so and I watch a lot of Twin Peaks well you know I mean I've re rewatched it plenty of times but uh yeah I must have been you know I must have been like you know rewatching the the original uh, first season I was like. In the Black Lodge, you know, I was the Black Lodge. You know, it's just incredible, incredible place to to think about and also put in a song. You know, there's not there's not much more deeper going on there. You know, that's that's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> so, without any further ado, here is Hike Keach and Dark of the Super with my arms bent back right here on Anthony Touch Show. If it takes all night. Then it takes all night. Darko goes on when Darko feels right. Out on a hell-bent journey, wheeled off on the gurney. It's my turn, see, no one could burn me. Sit back and learn the ways the thug this unfolds. Don't stop till the whistle blows. Gristle through your nose bone. 
Lo and behold, you act like three-year-olds. Three-dollar bills, real meal deals for two. Don't get that on the first date or else you'll be a sucker who ain't getting groovy tonight. The droopy eye groupie delights. Rock a magic mic, sparkling gold. Too hot to hold, too cold to handle. My lyrics win, blew out your candle. Like my friend, they call him Murdoch. Solving mysteries like Sherlock. Like how'd all the birds drop from the sky? I bet a man in an insane asylum on a distant island knows exactly why. But he hasn't talked in years. That is until you walked in here and said, if I don't, if I don't have you She was 5'4", he was 10'2 Serving me lunch at the venue What's on the menu? My arms bent back My arms, my arms In the Black Lodge My arms, my arms My arms bent back My arms, my arms Drive a white Dodge My arms, my arms My arms bent back my arms, my arms, in the Black Lodge. My arms, my arms, my arms bend back. My arms, my arms, drive a white Dodge. My arms, my arms. Tab was a popular drink, but not now. We pushed the amps up to the brink and got loud. The triple six set was cool, but got foul. Cops started spraying mace, swinging clubs at the crowd. I can't stand at a standstill. Tom McDonald's CDs landing all in the landfill. When it's time to rock the damn bill We don't need skull snaps, rap a dap or a mandrill We don't even need Donovan neither Unless we're talking Don Days or John Blaze, the bomb feature Cause then it's on like fluorescent lights at Motel 6 The motor's sick, we can propel quick Cause my bathtub merely rocks, walls do the wop My floors do the freak without pausing to stop LED light schemes beam out on the lawn And the roof slides back to reveal the whole john Producer Michael can't clock the way I'm living If you're with it, hit the oak tree and tie a yellow ribbon My arms bend back to a crazy degree That's why we wear shirts and jackets so nobody can see My arms bend back My arms, my arms In the Black Lodge My arms, my arms My arms bend back my arms, my arms, drive a white Dodge. My arms, my arms, my arms bend back. My arms, my arms, in the Black Lodge. My arms, my arms, my arms bend back. My arms, my arms, drive a white Dodge. My arms, my arms. And we're back on the Anthony and Talk Show. That, that was uh, My Arms Been Back by Dark of the Superman. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. If you, uh, if you want to support our, um, you know, call in, subscribe monthly. And, uh, you know, we want to keep this show on the air. You got you to gotta support it. If you like us, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this on your commute and you're enjoying it, you know, give us a call. Give us a call. We'll take your number down. Take your credit card down. If you got Cash App, we can Cash App. Whatever you need, just give us a call. We'll be there for you. Okay, Thank so tell you. me if I'm gonna miss something. You got you gotta have friends. March fourth, you can get it on heightkeech.bandcamp.com. Dark of the Supers Bandcamp is dark of the super bandcamp.com. You can find Heightkeech on Twitter and Instagram at Heightkeech, and you can find Dark of the Super at Dark of the Super on Twitter and Instagram. Is there anything I did not mention? You know, I just got a website. I'm gonna plug that. You gotta you gotta say dark of the super dot com. Oh yeah. Darker With, the super. Yeah, maybe I'll write a little jingle. You can put that on there. <laughs> really sell it. Really sell it to him. <laughs> Darko the super.com. You gotta go there. That's good enough. That's good for me. Sounds Great. perfect. This is a good website. Yep. This is a good this is a good website. You're gonna like this website. There's a lot of you words gotta, on there. You gotta like it. Is this you might know some of these words even. <laughs> so, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Future Vincent and Trevor, take it away. Here, Future Vincent and Future Trevor here to do the outro for this show. How are you guys? Hi, it's me, Future Trevor. <laughs> you can't hide what's inside. What's inside. <laughs> when worlds collide. So we want to thank you for listening through that interview of... And we want to thank Darko and Height again for coming on and dealing with our stupid antics. Um, yeah, so this has been the Anthony and Todd Show. If you want to follow the Anthony and Todd Show on social media, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Anthony and Todd. You can find us on 
patreon.com forward slash the anthony and todd you can find us on podbeat stitcher apple Podcasts, google play Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcast streaming services by searching the anthony and todd show in your favorite podcast browser and i have an album out layer effects songs that inspire creativity which you can listen to right now on spotify apple music and other services I have an album out. It's called Live at Electric Ladyland. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Uh, as we mentioned, you, be- that's me on the cover. <laughs> as we mentioned before, Darko and Heights Keech's album, as we mentioned plenty of times this episode, comes out March 4th. It's highkeech.bandcamp.com. But until next time, guys, I've been Vincent. I'm Trevor. And see you, boyos. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Thank you. Goodbye.